This yeah. was fire, y'all, man. I really appreciate it, man. I'm I'm glad we got a chance to talk to you guys, man. I didn't um, I didn't uh, get to ask you all this during the show because at this point I'm gonna probably end the show. But um, <laughs> how do you all feel about people? Um, how do you feel about Drake? What's your feelings <laughs> on Drake? Drake. You could not do it, huh? I could not do <laughs> it. This is really funny. This is really funny. Man, I'll, let you, I'll let you feel this one, Dan. <laughs> okay. Um, how should I answer this? Yo, welcome to Beers and Bars. Your place for rapid fire hip hop discussion and, of course, great beer. I'm Kamal Kiddo. OT the Golden Child. Uh, first of all, shout out to our last. Come on, who was our last? Dan from Hip Hops. You know what I'm saying? Yes, the homie Dan, Dan from Hip Hops. Danny. Uh, yeah, make sure you check him out. He does beer and um, album pairings, and he also has a YouTube channel where he, you know, breaks it down even more in depth. So check him out at Hip Hops uh, Double at, Underscore. At Hip I'm sorry. Underscore Underscore Hops. Yeah. On Instagram. Uh, yeah. New guest here today. Uh, some gentlemen that we, I think we just meet, recently started connecting through IG, right, Dan? We, we recently just started. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like a month, a month ago. Exactly, man. So we'll let you guys introduce yourself, tell the people who are watching or streaming and listening who you are. Uh, well, um, uh, my name is Dan Bonifero. Uh, I'm a part owner um, and operator and creative director of uh, Lalo Brewery and Lalo Shop. Um, yeah, there we yeah. go. I'm the uh, I'm his some say his better half. I'm uh, Colin Weddick. I make the beer. Hey, there we go. Right on, right on. So, uh, we are here today with Lalo Brewery. You guys are out of tell the people where you're from, man. Where's Lalo Brewery at? Uh, yeah, we're in Toronto. Um, Toronto, Canada, Toronto, Ontario. Um, yeah, right, right, right in the deep of the city. Um, we're in uh, Brockton. Brockton Village, you know, Toronto is kind of like that uh, phony Canadian kind of New York City. We like to take boroughs. We pretend we all have all these little cities inside of our city. Yeah, um, yeah. So we got, uh, we're in Brockton. We're in Brockton Village. Right on, right on. Brockton Village. Look, okay, okay. Uh, before we go any further, gentlemen, what are we drinking? What are we drinking? Before we get too deep. I'm going to kick it off. I've been kicking it off for a couple of weeks, man. So I'm, I'm going to kick it off tonight. Tonight, um, I always forget how to pronounce this word, but I think it's Baphomet. Uh, this is from Revolution Brewery. Oh, uh, yeah. Chicago, Illinois. This is a Bach beer coming in at 6.6. Oh, look at that intentionality there. 6.66%, yeah. right? You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. You know what I'm saying? So, um, good beer, though. This is the last one in my four-pack. Big shout-out to Revolution Brewing. You know, we are Chicago people here. So, you know, uh, out of my League of Heroes glass here. So, yeah, man. Right on. Shout-out Revolution. Right on. Like that black-on-black can. Yeah. Yeah. They have great art. They have great can art, man, over there at Revolution Brewing. They, pretty, they do. They really do, yeah. actually. Yeah, man. Um... Let's kick it to one of our guests. Let the, let's yeah. let's let one of them tell us what they what they bring them on the All show. Right, I'm drinking um I'm drinking a stout right now. I don't know what the weather's like uh, for you guys in Chicago, but it's a pretty cold day today here. Um, so oh. I feel like it was a good day for a stout. This guy's Blackhand, and this is from uh, Blood Brothers, really good uh, Toronto brewery. Nice. Um, Seven percent stout, um, brewed with cocoa. 
Cool. So, right yeah, on. Yeah, man. It, it's, nice. um, what is it? Come on, it's like 50 here. Like yeah, it's kind of cold here. Yeah, yeah, we the weather breaking this weekend is going to be in the 70s in Chicago. So, like, we really excited. Yeah, this weekend that. it should be really nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, live, we live for those breaks. That's what we get. We had, we had, like, a summer day on Wednesday, and then Mother Nature just punched you right in the face next morning yeah. with exactly. some cold-ass uh, weather. You can't trust March. No. Not at all. That <laughs> no, seems to I be a thing everywhere. At north, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> what you Man, got, Mark? You want me to go? Yeah, you go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll go. I'll go. Um, I'm going to um, piggyback off of Colin. I'm actually having a stout as well uh, from Haymarket Brewing. I'm going to crack open my Claire's Thirsty Ale today. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, bourbon Barrel Aged Imperial Stout with raspberries. Um, it's a 12% ABV. Jeez. Hey, he partied on the Thursday, y'all. That's why it's a small can. Yeah. So, yeah, and that joint is very, very good. It's almost like a, like a dessert type beer, you know. Like it's very tasty. So, yeah, I have one left too, Kamal, and I'm not. I'm trying to hold on to that to that joint for at least a rainy day. So, this is that that a Chicago brew. That's a Chicago brew. Yep. Uh, Haymarket, yeah, Haymarket is in the West Loop area of Chicago. All right, yeah. West Loop, yeah, so yeah. closer to the downtown area. So, um, damn, bring yeah. us home, man. Okay, I have I have a bottle that's not labeled. This is the problem with uh, living in the city with brew friends. So I I picked this up from my boy Brandon. He's the head brewer at uh, Aveline, uh, and I had to get him to text me the, the, what I, what the hell I'm drinking. Uh, but this is uh, called Pale Fire. And it's a barrel age blend with peaches, and it's uh, 6.7 ABV, and it's crazy. It's really nice. Got a crazy nose too. Hmm. That's what's Pale, up, man. Pale fire. Pale fire. Yeah, it has. I think he told me like a uh, thousand pounds of Ontario peaches in this blend. Mm. Wow. Mm. It's like very easy to drink. I have Can a lot of. Can you get that in a can or a bottle? He, yeah, he just like he just sent me like the label, like they're they're making the labels right now. So wow, it's, it's, this is wow. like what's cool about having having friends in the in the beer scene. You get to try stuff before it comes out sometimes. Oh, trust me, yeah, we've uh, had similar opportunities, man. Yeah. So, um, first of all, let's cheers it up, man. We we glad to have you guys, you know, on yeah. the show. You know, so um, let's come on. Let's let's just start at the beginning, man. Tell us about Lalo. Tell us what's going on. How you guys kind of uh, started on this journey? Yeah, let's start with you know why, why, why did you decide to start a brewery in the first place? What's going <laughs> on with that? Yeah, uh, uh, Carl, you want to start it off? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, Dan and I, we worked together at a, another brewery in town, and uh, we really bonded over just talking about hip-hop and um, mostly kind of complaining about the music that was being played at the brewery that we worked at, and always just kind of saying to ourselves, like, fuck, you know, if we had our own place, like, we'd really be playing some great stuff. And, um, you know, so then it, our friendship just kind of came out of that, just talking about what are our favorite beers? What are our favorite foods? And really, like, who are our favorite, uh, you know, favorite artists? Word up. Hmm. 
And so yeah, and go ahead. Yeah, just like a natural progression of that. I mean, it's as as as, as simple as it gets, right? Uh, we were all in this uh, other brewery, which we found very cookie cutter to uh, a lot of breweries. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we were always feeling like this missing aspect was, you know, hip hop. We were like, man, it'd just be nice to just like throw on anything right now, just to like liven this place up. But, you know, mm-hmm. like know your role and it's not our place, but we're, you know, we just go to this bar across the street and just, you know, scheme up these plans of like, man, one day, like imagine like, you know, we'd had this spot that like, was just hip hop and like we were just pushing brew for, you know, it just didn't exist in our city. It never, it never was uh, something that we could find with this, with the beer culture where it's at now, where you guys are obviously way ahead of the game and always have been in the States, I find. Um, we're getting there, I find in Canada and in Toronto and Ontario for us, but it just felt like something we really wanted to touch on. So it was just an idea at first. Um, and then, yeah, from there, uh, a lot of things just sparked. A lot of things just kind of fell into our lap. Uh, it's just funny how the world works sometimes. It just brings, uh, you call it fate or you can just, you know, I'm, we met each other for a reason or something like that. But, um, I, I was let go. Colin shortly, uh, after followed out Jerry Maguire. And then, uh, we nice. just kind of, <laughs> we just kind of, did it really quickly uh, we i was expecting my firstborn and it was a very like uh, rash decision it was just kind of like yo we got to do something we should do it now and uh yeah we'll, we'll be five years uh, open this september so nice it's, nice it's been a good run man it's been a good run so um did it always start at a uh, brick and mortar brewery or did you start at home first um just trying to get um flavors and recipes together or you went right in from that brewery that you all met at to not too long after into a space yeah we pretty much went in right away and it was really like you know the whole history of the space has been all about transitions you know it was just about like working with an idea then and then transitioning to something else that we felt like you know more kind of the vision that we wanted to convey Mm-hmm. So when we started, we weren't actually, um, when we started, we, we just had one beer on tap. The idea was we wanted to, uh, you know, focus on beers uh, from around the world. We wanted it to be more of like an international, a lot of Belgian, a lot of German beers, a lot of American stuff as well. And, um, but we always had one beer on tap that we brewed in house. And uh, yeah, the demand for that one was just always pretty high. So then we just kind of slowly kept taking over more and more of our, of our draft lines. And then, um, you know, maybe, after six months after a year we had six of our own and uh yeah and then so eventually we just sort of realized like let's not even bother with the other beers and let's just focus on ours nice Mm. nice we we started small and we feel like our growth has always been like really real really organic you know and really like yeah just just uh just real you know yeah just like from the very get-go like even like our walls like we left our walls empty for so long because we were just like no like let's not force anything here like we know what we want to be and we kind of felt like an evolution mm-hmm. of the space will happen naturally and it's always kind of been like that um and even to this day man we're always just like changing it like i i, I naturally have add so like I, I can't just like sit with the same room at all, all times i have to like flip it or have a new artist come in we have this dude actually uh moni zakur right now 
painting this like giant tribe called quest mural like it's unreal like it's just oh, yeah. abstract. it's super I I abstract. yeah it's it's like that. yeah yeah and uh, yeah every two minutes i'm like okay he's done it's sick he's like no man i'm not done i'm just like yo how are you not done like i don't get <laughs> it like i just don't get it it's just so great but like it's just like you know we're always pumping energy into that space and it feels like uh the progression is it, it we just we're just trying to keep that same mentality consistently so the beer has always been the engine um mm. and uh yeah colin makes amazing beer it's 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 light it's easy to drink it's crushable um okay. with like that you know belgian that belgian kind of underlying tone yeah um and yeah it's funny because yeah we just made one and we called it once again that was our first beer uh which was what the was guy. the style of that that was i think just pale ale i think we just okay. did pale ale for the first run mm. and uh yeah like obviously everyone who came through was like i'll just get your beer like like yeah obviously why wouldn't why would they order anything we're telling them we're making but it, was, a beer. it was so small like we were making uh you know like I don't know, like 15 gallon batches, so super small mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. when we started. So, you know, now it's still pretty small as well. We're basically up to like one barrel at this point. We are, we are Toronto's smallest yeah, group. The smallest like 100%. In the yeah. And so, and you still only keep one, uh, you still have um, your beer on tap, but do you still have other beers from around the world on tap now or is just just your beers in house now um, uh now it's yeah, right now, now it's just really our beer uh we don't even have beer on tap anymore we can't really serve beer uh mm. in in yeah. the city at this point so uh again also like small brewery problems like we only make enough to either be bottled or to be on tap. Like we don't, we have, we can't even like do that math yet to be like, okay, let's put like two kegs on tap, but then, you know, three of these get bottled. It's like, no, let's just push everything home. And that's kind of the, the, the name Lalo has really worked in our regard at this point because, mm. you know, this lifestyle that we've all kind of been forced to live has mm. kind of helped our brand uh expand and be like a stay at home kind of vibe like you know stay home lay low like get your beer go home like you know grab grab your things whatever you need grab your vinyl grab your books like you know chill out like just be be safe with it and it's actually i mean it's just it kind of again just fell in our lap We're like yo we are called Lalo. like we should just be pushing that idea of like you know, like let's stay safe let's keep everyone you know on that same mentality of like yo we're all in this together we're just gonna bottle right now you can't come in and just kind of keep that mm -hmm. it's kind of it's like a mom and pop kind of vibe word yeah yeah um lalo radio uh lalo laughs <laughs>, laughs um when you started this so tell us about that tell us about that lalo radio and the laughs um program out of Lalo. yeah uh it's, it's still like penny it's still growing um we are uh, we're pretty deep rooted in the uh, the music and art scene. Um, Lalo as as a bar was a, a pretty uh, beautiful space as like a hub for artists to network. Uh, it was just that spot where people came through. Uh, obviously, when you create a space that's based on a specific culture and music, you're gonna bring in a lot of uh, talented people and it's just natural that people are going to come through to see like a great DJ. Uh, you know, we all vibe on the exact same kind of uh, 
be and it's 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 really great to like that like what witnessing a hub of just people bobbing their heads together all the time is just like it's it's beautiful it's like it's like a work of art to me being behind the bar and just the dj spinning and you know we're a small space too right we're only like 50 people max maybe mm -hmm. but to see that whole room every night just move into that exact same groove but you can't put a price on that. It's, it's, yeah. it's, un it's unbelievable. And everyone leaves and they're best friends. So that Layla radio was pretty much the idea of let's put everyone on a spotlight consistently mm -hmm. and really like let everyone shine uh, who we know in the city um, and who's, who's next and who do we think is, you know, uh, give them their flowers. It's time for them to, you know, step up. Yeah, yeah. And so, the, the program is, uh, it's, it's pretty consistent. I do reach out to a lot of artists in the States as well, but mm -hmm. the idea is, you know, curate a playlist, um, you know, let us, let us hear your music that maybe, maybe some people not know also your influences. Uh, mm -hmm. and it's just kind of like a, a little inside look into that artist essentially, mm -hmm. but I'm not looking to like, you know, manage or start a label. I'm, I think for me, like Lalo radio is really just, uh like our passion for music and it's just kind of like i can't put everything into one account like mm -hmm. lalo shop should just be our lifestyle but lalo radio is like let's let's talk about music more let's make music you know mm -hmm. a, a a separate entity for our brand and then lalo laughs we did have a comedy show every sunday uh it was epic i mean man we that show was so good. We had big dogs coming in, man. Like that show was so underrated. Yeah. Uh, mm. and, and it was free. Fuck. I talk about this all the time. Like that show was free, Colin. We didn't charge anyone for that show. <laughs> and that was like eight to 10 comics of the best comics in the city. Some from all over Canada. Yeah. And it was uh, two hours. It was every Sunday night hosted by three rotating comedians who are all like big writers now for um you know sketch shows and um yeah that that is on, that is on like a back burner right now because yeah. i have to yeah. figure out how we're gonna bring that back we did a couple like zoom shows but man nothing beats a comedy show live it's just it's yeah. just yeah. that aspect of a crowd there's so many things you can do on zoom but like comedy yeah. i've seen it i've watched it it's just um there's something about that banter with yes. uh, other people but yeah Bringing i mean an energy from the crowd and all of that yeah, yeah it was it was great man it was a great it was uh it, those are the days of like you know when you sit and reminisce about all of the things that we we've accomplished like those nights were priceless but the uh the idea of all of these like uh sectors is just to Second kind of show our flex of everything that we we love it's just we love it so much that we can't just focus on one thing like so it's mm -hmm. almost better for us to just break it into different parts and uh you know just show like we're more than a bar we're bigger than beer we're we're it's it's a it's a bigger process we're really about community and the arts and pushing other people around us um and we're about people we're people like we're people people we, we just want to you know learn about what other everyone's working on we want to know, everyone to know what they're going to do next mm. um yeah it's a i'm very passionate about this stuff uh as you yeah. can tell i could talk about it for hours no but, no i'm I'm just um, listening man that's dope yeah. um, it's been a, it's been a great process it's been a great process 
I, I dig it, man. I, I definitely, um, when I first checked you guys out, um, I just, I saw how, you know, it was segmented, you know, you got radio, you got the, the late little laughs, you know, but I, I just, when I see something like what you guys have, you know, it's just Lalo is the brand, but you guys have many different things going on connected to that one, you know, that one thing, you know, um, Colin. And for us, it's just like, they're also connected, you know, like yeah. music, hip hop, you know, food, beer, community vibes, you know, like all these things are they're so connected. So for us, it's kind of a no brainer, like to kind of try to try to work within all of these uh, different zones. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, Colin, how did you, I guess, how did you get into brewing? What was, when, how long have you been brewing for? Yeah. I mean, I got into, uh, I got into beer. Like a lot of people got into beer from, you know, the American craft beer scene. Like, you know, maybe they had like, I don't know, a Sierra Nevada pale ale, or they had a, you know, uh, anchor steam, or they had like, you know, some of these classic like American craft beer steam, uh, yeah. stock, you know, the hoppy beers really. Um, but for me, I got into beer through um, Belgian and German brewing, um, you know, because like beer is pretty new in, in Canada and, and older in the U.S. But I mean, really, you're talking like 30, 40 years of like the kind of craft beer in North mm. America. But, you know, you go over to Europe and they've been doing this shit for you know hundreds of years. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I was really lucky. I got, I got to work in a really cool bar. Um, in Peterborough called St. Veronis. And it was, uh, yeah, just like really interesting beers. These are beers that are, you know, Trappist beers brewed yeah. by like Belgian monks. Um, that was really, yeah, my inter- my entrance into wow. like into beer. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, I don't know, you know, my, uh, my background's Italian. My, uh, my, you know, my grandfather, my no-no, he always made his own wine. And I was always like super interested yeah. in that. And then, Fire. you know, once I got to be like, 1920 i was like i can i can get drunk for pretty cheap so uh, (laughs) i started learning how to make my own wine that kind of got me into the idea of fermenting and making alcohol and then uh so maybe when i was in my mid-20s i just kind of transitioned and i was like you know i can make wine i should i should try to make start making some beer and see what happens and uh yeah and you know i've made some uh pretty good beers i've made a lot of really terrible beers but uh I, I drink them all, man. I drink them they all. all work. We don't they dump. All we don't dump anything. <laughs> no dump anything. anything bad. We just drink for research. So anything bad, they just I just take the whole keg home. It's like you know what, man. I'll I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. We drink our <laughs> we drink our mistakes. Right, but, right. Uh, yeah, it's been a long process, and uh, you know, I'm not even close to saying that I'm an expert on brewing, and I don't know if anyone really is considering like how much there is to it yeah man but yeah so i'm always just trying to learn as much as i can try to get better and better every beer i make i want it to be i want the next one to be better so i um i don't really focus on like brewing a ton of different beer styles i'm more about like repetition and finding a recipe that i really like and then Mm. taking like diligent notes and next time i brew it i'm like okay this i liked but i want to change something so small tweaks um what's your favorite beer that you've made right now that you have available right now what's your favorite right now yeah um i really like um i really like the lightworks so lightworks is uh it's a belgian wit um so it's a wheat beer but it's kind of got some influences with like a german wheat beer so the german wheat beers are a little bit more like banana bubble gum those kind of flavors yeah um 
but with the German brewing tradition, they don't add anything to their beer. They don't add like any spices or anything like that. They have this old, uh, you know, it's called the, the Bavarian law, the Reinheitsgebot, yeah. you know. So, you know, their German beers are phenomenal, but some might say they're kind of boring. I don't think they're boring, but you know, you're kind of limited in what you can do with it. Then you go over to Belgium though, and they're putting all sorts of weird stuff in their beer, like flowers and herbs and, you know, yeah. like, you know, like the stout with raspberries that you're drinking right now, Otis, you know, that yeah. one is like yeah, yeah. probably influenced by kind of a Belgian, Belgian influence there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this beer, the, the light works, it's kind of a cross between elements of a German wheat beer and elements of a, of a Belgian wit. Um, but we added, um, we've added hibiscus and ginger to it as our spices. So the, the hibiscus gives it a really nice kind of tart, floral, um, yeah, like really interesting flavor. The ginger gives it a little bit of spice, um, lots of flavor in there. But the goal with this beer and a lot of our beers is to make them easy drinking. So, you know, it's around just a little over 4%. Um, and yeah, so every beer we make, we always try to make it as the goal is, you know, oh, I like this beer. Do you want another one? Yep. You know, yeah. we always want it to be like, you know, some beers you have and they're great, but you want another one? It's like, no, no, one was good. You know, like, which is nothing to knock it either. Yeah. yeah. It's right. just, well, right. we like to focus on the kind of beers that are like, oh, I could drink this all day, but right. so drinkability but also complexity, you know, trying to find that balance. That's a good point, actually. Like, I, that's interesting that you, you know, I'm listening to um, a business owner uh, of, a, of a brewery and a brewer um, talk about that psychology of a customer wanting to come in. I mean, because this is very high in alcohol. Yeah, how many could I serve you after that, right? If you're at my bar, I don't know. It's funny that you say it, right? Right. I don't know if I need another one right away. (laughs) If I had one that was lower in ABV, I could definitely, you know what? Let me get another one. (laughs) Let me get another one. But, um, uh, but yeah, have you all? Let me ask this uh, with that in mind, because since I'm drinking a stout, Colin, you're having a stout. Do you all, you're just focusing right now on um, the type of beer that you're making right now? Or are you looking to get into other types like uh, like a stout or... Um, stout drops tomorrow, actually. Hey, there you go. There you go. The plug. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, I think, I still think we've got a pretty good range of uh, of options, but, you know... Yeah try to keep it manageable and it's also like you know we like to we we brew the kind of beers that we want to drink ourselves um so yeah we we try to yeah that's kind of our guiding principle is like would we drink it then we'll make it um so sometimes that depends on the season and you know like what we're feeling and uh i think that's the best man because like it's a lot of breweries right now up this way um if you've never watched our show i I my I go by um basic bitch IPA guy. That's me. I'm always drinking fucking IPAs, right? But it's a it's a lot of breweries in, in Chicago now. Like we have a brewery called Goldfinger, there's a brewery called Dovetail. They're focusing on I would say they're more focused on like, you know, those um a, a certain type of beer where they're just honing in on, you know, like Goldfinger is very good at lagers, right? And more traditional yeah. styles. Same thing with Dovetail, like as to where some breweries, you know, they're they're trying to do 
all different kinds of things instead of focusing on, you know, what is really like, what are you really, really good at? You know, um, I'm a fan of Hot Butcher this way. They Hot Butcher yeah. has the most amazing, hazy creations. Right? That's really what they focus on. So, yeah. So, like, I mean, for me, beer is food. You know, I, I really think about it in that same sense. And so, you know, you've got all these different styles of beer. Like, think about them as, like, different, you know, cuisines, right? Mm. So, you don't really go to a lot of restaurants that are, like, amazing sushi restaurants and pizza places and, ta- <laughs> you know, and bars, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's It's kind of like, you know, you can probably do a couple of those really well. but Right, right. Can you can you nail them all? I mean, that's the goal. But that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's you know. fair. Yeah. Um, let me ask about you all's um, merch and apparel program. Mm. Um, I think it's very interesting because that's the first thing that I noticed just looking at your page the um, the merch. The, I'm even pushing the merch. That's great that you noticed. It makes me feel good like I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> You're doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. And specifically the apparel because it's not um, – these are not tip, your typical just screen print stuff on, a, on tees and hoodies type of branding from a brewery. You know, I think it's interesting that it looks very uh, clean, very clean. progressive. It's not um, just stuff printed on a shirt. You know, you got your, um, you got the sweats with the um, actual embroidered lay low on it, the the sweatshirts, uh, the trucker has with the, the nerd flip. Um, you know, it's a lot of these, you know, I get, I get the, uh, the hip hop, um, the hip hop influence, the gangstar flip, the you know what I'm saying, the different you have your classic uh streetwear logo flips in there. Um, but I think that the level of quality that it's at is very robust and mature for for a brewery. Cause yeah. this is not something that you normally see out of a um Honestly, like that, that alone about, is what I'm looking for. I, that's, that is literally, yeah. like you just like, man, that's can exactly you talk, what I need to hear. Can you talk about like why you felt it in, important? Like that, obviously somebody is focusing on that. The hats with the yeah. stitch, I mean, all of it, you know, it it's looks fire, G. It looks more good, than yeah. just, you know, it almost looks like, I'm thinking, is this a apparel brand first? Oh, <laughs> Before shit. even knowing this that you so are crazy deep. here. You have no oh, idea what this means. Like, honestly, I'm like, for I, real. This is like, I talk about it like... every day. Man, I, uh, uh, so first of all, thank you. Um, I, I'm, uh, I'm super humbled when you say that. I also like suffer from imposter syndrome with this shit. Mm. Uh, I, I I love clothing and I love streetwear and I love yeah. um, the 90s era of uh, what we all rocked. Um, what I wanted to do from what I had already seen in all these other breweries, I was just like shocked of how quickly people pull the trigger on shit. I was just like, why are you selling this? Like I'd go to the shop and I'd be like, 
who who the fuck is gonna buy this like and and they order it in like the thousands and it's like i just don't see like if you don't care why do it mm. and i i always felt like if when we do drop our first piece of merch i want it to be exclusive i want it to be limited and once it's gone it's gone you can't get it again so i always wanted to make really special pieces so the capsule pieces um for me i thought were just a good uh kind of introduction to our brand uh which just kind of think set the tone i you know i'm i'm pretty much done with the logo flips but the flips were, I think, uh, necessary to kind of uh, separate ourselves from other breweries in the city and let people know, like, you know, we're the torchbearers of that boom bap hip hop in the city. And we this is the shit that we love. And all we want to do is keep preaching the shit that we've always loved our whole life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone will follow because, you know, we, we just we know our people and our crews that go to these shows and concerts and you know we talk to about hip-hop all the time we, we knew the, that would be a, a pinnacle of like okay yo Lalo's actually gonna mess with this shit and do it right and then from there when COVID hit because I was only doing very small runs I wasn't doing anything like crazy we we're doing like you know the okay player flip you know giving you true notes we were just like giving you true brews let's just do that like it was just like very natural we didn't want to force anything and then COVID hit and I was like you know we were in this kind of standpoint where uh you know the city was locked down um you know obviously no one was really making money anywhere at this point so uh this the government was giving some grants to the to certain businesses and you know I just spoke to Colin and our we have a third partner uh Adam uh, Marinelli and uh, you know we had we had a conversation that was basically like you know I I was like listen I really want to make like I want to take this to a lifestyle brand I don't just want to make shirts to sell at a bar anymore I think I actually can do more than that so I just said let me take a budget and let me just start with something small and let me see what I can do no, I'm very blessed with the people around me. Like I always say, like Lalo is is literally the people that are there. Like it's not us. Like we are nothing without everybody. That's that's all we've always said that about our space. Like our brand is nothing without all the people that have been in those doors before. Um, the people that I've worked with on all this stuff, my boy uh, Andrew Campana, uh, Fab Beretica, like these guys, like my photographers. My, my people that like take my ideas and bring them to life yeah yeah like that like that alone is just the most satisfying part is just working with all of my friends and family we were like okay let's just we're gonna do like 10 lines we're gonna re-release all our beers because we never bottled our beer until COVID. we were only exclusively pouring yeah. our beer right like we were like oh shit we gotta start selling beer man like we have to start bottling it we gotta get off the taps so I was like, okay, we're going to release every beer with a label and every label is with a shirt or a piece of something. And we're going to like, we're going to drop each beer. Like it's a fucking award. Like everyone's going to be like, yo, I got to go get this beer. Got to get the shirt or the shorts that come with it. And it's yeah. an event. Every, every drop was an event. And uh, I just knew I had to like come with it with like the classics. So like we dropped Northern touch, which is a shout out to like, Carnell, 
the Rascals, but also we flipped it in a mob deep sense for the up north trip, which is the track reference. Yeah. And I was, because when I, Canadians, we go cottaging a lot up and we go up north a lot. So we always, I mean, that was just like my anthem going to cottage up north trip. So I was like, let's do that though. And then people who are Canadian will also understand it's the Rascals reference as well. Fire. So, man, just shit like that. It's just, it, <laughs> it, the beer makes you feel good. You, you pull yeah. it out of the fridge. It's, it's, it's not just the taste and how great and refreshing it is, but it's also like this nostalgic uh, kind of hug. It's like this thing you just fucking, you love the fucking beer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the bread, I, I just, I meant, what you said is like, thank you, because uh, I struggle with it, and um, oh, we, we're ha I'm having so much fun doing it. And, you know, there are L's, like, there are some that don't go all as planned, but uh, yeah. I'm, proud of, I'm proud of every piece. Like, every piece we've released, I, I, I love everything, and, you know, just like our beer, like, I wouldn't make anything I wouldn't wear, uh, and I... I, I wear my shit everywhere. Like I basically purged all of my clothes. All I wear is Lalo gear now. Let's it's, go, man. It's insane, but, Let's go. Um, yes. Yeah. We got a lot of stuff coming. Like now we're now like the transition is like homeware and like, you know, yeah. uh, uh, we're making like uh, dope ashtrays with like little one hitters, like ceramic uh, joints and like, uh, you know, pillows and, blankets and like yeah and it's not just like branding our stuff on other products like we're working with toronto artists to do all these yeah everything we do everything we do has has an intention with other people as well and which is a, a very good point we're always trying to work with others and people that you know have have given us back as just as much they come in and they buy the beer but we also know that you know they own their own business too Right, right. Come on, we in the wrong spot. We got to move to Toronto, G. We got to go, go up there to that scene up there. What man. man, if you guys were there, could you imagine? Like, you'd be making a beer tomorrow. We'd be like, all right, beers and bars. What do you guys want to make? Let's put it on a label. Look, look, look. I want to talk. Um, um, so one of the things you said, you know, when I, uh, Dan, when we was talking, because you, you run the social media, right? You're. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. You guys are obviously, you know, hip hop influenced and whatnot. We are beers and bars. Um, let's 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 talk as much music as we can. What do you what are you guys into, man? What, I mean, what's up with the Toronto Ooh, scene? Right, I want to know what, who's out of, out of the Toronto scene. What's what's, okay. what's popping right now? Yeah. Uh, Toronto, right now? Toronto Toronto scene, like top of the game, in my opinion, is Junior T. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard Junior T. He's an insane producer. Uh, he's a touring DJ for Jesse Reyes. I don't know if you guys know who Jesse Reyes is. Yeah. Um, but June is, uh, he is a studio monk. That is his vibe. That is his moniker. Like he is the guy you want to be in the studio with right now. Um, he just released his deluxe edition of his album, which was a Polaris prize nomination of 2020. Mm. Uh, if you guys want some hip hop right now in your life, get junior t's studio monk and honestly i could just say that tonight and i'd be happy <laughs> if you guys just listen to that he is our uh he's our hometown hero right now man for real junior t okay junior t. he's the guy he's the guy man and then like uh, you know people in the states uh that i'm really feeling uh serene poems from flint michigan is unreal i don't know if you guys know serene 
Serene poems. Yeah, he sounds like a young but he sounds like a young Busta, but he's got like common like conscious rhymes. Mm. I'm telling you, I should probably preface with like, yo, I'm obsessed with music. I hunt for this shit. Like, I'm I'm crazy, and I I I apologize. No, how though? Tell tell us the strategy. How do you hunt? For your okay, music. the what hunt. Do do? The, there, there's many aspects to the hunt. There's many aspects to the hunt. So, uh, growing up, I always, um, I always had like my my lineup of websites that I would always just like peep for like release release dates and shit. True, bitch. You know, uh, and some of them are not even around anymore. But those are always those are always key factors. Um, then you know, aside from that. It was always, you know, the beautiful internet in general, which would just lead you to other artists just from, uh, you know, I, I always peep the featured artists. Like if there's like somebody like on a track and I'm always like, man, who's singing this chorus? And they don't even get a mention. I look for that. Per- I look for that artist. And then I find out, you know, they worked with Fonte and they, they, they did a track with Anderson Pack and this girl is on the new Anderson Pack. And I'm like, holy shit, this girl's been everywhere. No one knows who the fuck she is. Right. You yeah. know? Um, and then aside from that, algorithms now, algorithms are blowing my mind because everything you listen to, these machines are starting to just credit you with other artists. They're giving you a free <laughs> gift every, every week. Yeah. And you, if people don't actually access those playlists, which they should, because it, it does know what it's doing. It, it really does, man. I go on there and I'm like, yo, I just heard the craziest track in my life. And I would have never known what it was. And then I looked it up. I think it was like J.J. Kale. Like, I'm talking my dad shit. And I, I think it was called Cherry Hill. But it was so hip-hop. And it yeah. blew my mind. It was like this machine just recommended me to listen to J.J. motherfucking Kale. Old ass. <laughs> white guy my dad is obsessed with and the beat is so dirty i had to send i sent it to like eight friends like someone sampled the song today um and it blew my mind that that, that a machine come on sample that g come on sample that go ahead <laughs> dude i'm telling you jj kale cherry hill uh, well, look, we was we oh, were just oh, talking about this i think on, on, a, on a, a recent episode how apple and all these joints will create playlists based upon what you like and a lot of times it's like, damn, Apple is like, Apple knows me. What the hell? Like, it's weird. I, there, there are days where I just can't believe it. It's kind of scary, but it also yeah. works well. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the first few years when we were at Lalo, I was using Google Play and everyone was laughing at me. I was like, what, what do you use? They're like, I use Spotify. <laughs> I use Apple. I'm like, well, shit, man, we got Google Play here, so I'm not changing it. Like I already made like 30 playlists. And then uh, Google Play shut down like a year ago. They're like, we're done. And I'm like, fuck, all my playlists are done. Yeah. So I had to like transfer everything. And I was like, all right, who am I going with? And you know, like respect to Apple, but Spotify just has their shit together. Nice. And I really like how they that. help I am, independent artists. I'm transitioning soon. Look, I have uh, Spotify. I need one, right? You need one. You can't do five. I got two. I have Apple and Spotify, but Spotify is still in me right now. Like as far as just how their playlists are created and just even just the aesthetic of the look of it, this, it looks cool to me. Like I don't. Yeah. It's and nice, I, man. It's nice. Yeah, man. I'm not Each mad week, at like, a made for you playlist. It's, it's yeah. wild. I like uh, my station on Apple music, I, but I just found it. So 
you know, I, I, I normally listen to albums. I normally, I like listening to an artist and their albums. I like figuring out, is this album good, bad? Yeah. I can live with this album, you know? Yeah. There's certain, I judge an artist based on their full bodies of work. I don't like singles and things like that. I like to judge an artist by their full bodies of work, you know, like, um, you know, right off the top, you know, No Worries, um, Anderson Pack yeah. and um, Knowledge. I, I love that album. Yeah, that's such a that's good a album. album. That's a yeah. forever Scared album. Money. Scared Money is like always in my head. That's yeah. like, that's like 2016 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It sticks like with you. But I go back to that album and there's artists that I feel, you know, it's hard for me to listen to a project by a really good artist if the album itself is just, eh, eh, eh. I judge artists by their body of work. So I generally tend to listen to full albums when I listen to music. Yeah. You know, in the order that the, that the artist intended yeah. it to be. Yeah, and that, that, in, that in itself is beautiful, right? Because there's not a lot of artists who are putting out full bodies of work anymore. Everyone's all about that quick buck on that one single. And it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's very like, you kind of weigh it. It's like, ah, it's really good though. Or it's like, ah, I think he's just like another pawn in the game. They're just, you know, these people are just trying to, you know, work the system and play the, the shit that people want to hear. But then you find like a gem once in a while and yeah. you know those those then you're like okay i'm interested now like uh kota the friend from brooklyn um oh we were just talking man. about yeah 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 dude is crazy so i heard singles by him and then i started digging deeper into his uh portfolio and mm -hmm. good lord he just dropped a record with static selector he produced the whole thing <laughs> i didn't know it's that. insane it dropped it's insane video. They drop like, like two, three, 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 young guys come on. Yeah. 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 It's hard to find full albums, man. Full albums are hard to find come by these days. Yeah. And, and I, I, at the end of each year, I always do my top 50 albums, not tracks. 50? Top 50, 50 records. albums. <laughs> that's a very a part... hard task. I have a hard time with five albums. Yo. At the yeah, end man. of the year, Beers and Bars does a top five rap albums of the year, right? So we got why, why, why pigeon yourselves, y'all? You guys, you guys talk about music all day. You doing five? God, like y'all, you guys should be doing like the top one hundred and then a hundred episodes. You break down each one, like for real. That's, yeah, like that's we haven't been open at Lalo uh, as a bar all year, but when we were open, we would just play full albums as well yeah. so, Man. so like, that was another you know, thing we eight, talked about we're like eight hours a day it's like we're just playing like our favorite albums and you walk in you're like oh damn like what is this this is amazing and it's like and then you get to hear the whole album in the yeah. right order yeah like shit like people don't like again like exactly like we'll play a whole d'angelo album and people don't even know how good he is it's like yeah. bro what are you talking about you've never heard this album time out right i, I just said last week how much play voodoo has been getting since the verses i've been bumping oh, voodoo of course just 
religiously. Like every other day, I'm like, what am I gonna listen to? Oh, voodoo. Dude, I had a, t- a conversation with my homie Chris today. He's uh, he's the co-founder of uh, Mandem uh, uh, Bike Club, and we were talking about how we don't we didn't watch any verses until they announced the Angelos, and then I watched the Angelos. We both did the same thing. I was like, bro, I don't watch verses, but then he announced the Angelo and Friends, and I just was like, I have to, I need to know who's on the show, and that that yeah. was like. You that was a night. One, that I was a night. W, right? That night was so much fun. I that mean, night for, was so much fun. For me, um, Raekwon and Ghost are probably like, that was like my dream versus that they could have done. I mean. That's amazing. And, you know, there was a time when I felt like, um, you know, which is the better album, Iron Man? I mean, because that made me listen. You know, I never listened to Apple Music uh, versus playlists. Yeah. But in preparation for this, I know all these songs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I Those are like the know all topic. these songs. So, you know, to hear uh, of all the artists that they could have had, Raekwon, the chef, and Ghostface Killer. <laughs> <laughs> these characters, these characters around, I mean, this, there's a lot of mythology around the stuff that they talk about and they, yeah. the crazy way they talk. And, you know, just to hear them banter is, is already yeah. entertaining. Yeah. But. Yeah, we were talking today. I was, I was thinking like, there has to be more like that. There has to be more like Rake and Ghost. Like they really need to focus more on, like not like just production, but like bars. Specific, like obviously, like that's what this yeah. like podcast is about, right? Like, I, I would love to see uh, Moe's and Talib together. I was listen like, as you were I, talking. Yeah. That was my next statement. Like, I would love to see oh, Moe's and Talib Pauly Man, and if not, and if Moe's doesn't want to do it, like get common then. Like just like have that, Ooh. have that camaraderie. That would be and, that would like, be good. Guys, good. That oh, would just be like. Because like my yes. introduction to hip hop was a lot, but my like my like when I fell into like the teacup in the what's that movie the Get Out do is like Get Out like my like moment of just like I am never leaving the hip hop culture was uh, Sound Bombing Two by Ruckus mm-hmm. Records. I was finished. Sound honestly. Bombing Two, yes. Sound Bombing Two ruined my life i was done i was like yo i'm never listening to anything like i am going to find (laughs) all of these artists on this album and i'm just gonna branch out and figure out i'm gonna break down the algorithm of all of this shit where are they all from who are they how did they get here that's a good project uh medina green um uh bad boy and then beat that was a good one all right the rugged man eminem yeah, R.A. the Rugged Man. Eminem was on that. Any, yeah, any man. He dropped any man on that. And I was That's like, right. who's this? Right. I didn't even know who he was. I didn't know who anybody right. was on that shit. Early Eminem. Check it right. out. Early Eminem. Check it out. I, I, the other day I had, I, I was playing Renegade. And my son, you know, he's 10. But I threw on Renegade and he's at the table just like, <laughs> I'm watching him like, you know. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> like, is that Eminem? I'm like, yeah, son, that's Eminem. <laughs> wow. And he just, the whole town was just like, 
but just to speak about the good music. So I, I, I think the album that ruined my life probably was Illmatic. Um, and it was because I didn't listen to that stuff at the age when it came out, right? Like I was a little West Side Chicago boy playing Twister and Crucial Conflict and all these local, you know what I'm saying, Chicago artists. When I, when I heard Illmatic, probably when I was like 17, 18, I was yeah. like, yo. I knew who Nas was, obviously, because I had heard his later stuff, but I had never heard Illmatic. When yeah. I first heard Illmatic, fucking New York State of Mind. Doom yeah, just a drum, just a drum come in. Doom. Like, what is man? That's a crazy happening? sample. That's a crazy sample. <laughs> o- OT, yeah. you have to listen to uh, Will Sessions. You know Will Sessions? I think I've heard of that. Have you heard of Will? Oh, is this the Alzai? Is this the Alzai remix? Okay. Yeah. Okay, bro. Bro, okay. this is this is your one thing to do. I gotcha. like Will Elzai. Sessions does an Ill- Illmatic album, and it's a live album. It it honestly like it'll bring all of your Illmatic dreams to life because he take he takes the whole album and okay. recreates it. It's un- Illmatic instrumentals, bro. And then there's another one with Elzai who does all of his new verses on top. I think I've heard that. The, I think I've heard is good. That. Oh, good. The, li- the, li- the live music, I think Life's a Bitch. I think it's Life's a yeah. Bitch. Yeah. The breakdown. Oh, yeah. oh my God. The bre- like the musical I think I found it. Did it come out in 2011? I'm trying to look for it right now. I see oh, the, the Illmatic instrumentals the Illmatic, by Will Sessions. Right, the we, we, we throw that on. Honestly, that's like a closing time at Lalo. Like when people know shit's about to sh- shut down, we just let them dance it out. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like I, I remember the day, uh, who was that? Sam. Sam gave me that. Uh, a, a DJ who comes through and he played that. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing to me right now? He's like, <laughs> you ne- it's like you never heard this? He's like, oh, you never heard this? I was like, I, I, I had to like step back. And then I played it for everyone. Like, honestly, after that day, I was just like, honestly, like that, that record is crazy. Like for someone who is like, Elzai loves that album so much and Will Sessions love that album so much. They're like, I just want to make an homage to Illmatic. I yeah, like it really goes to show you just the brilliance of Illmatic is that like you can exactly you know you can use Illmatic as a platform for an entire like an entirely new project like just that album alone. Just ten songs, it's so crazy. Ten so songs. crazy with the production, man. With the production, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Large very Professor Primo, freaking Q-Tip, everybody got off on yeah. that joint, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, before we get out of here, man, let's tell the people once again where they can find you guys at. Uh, where can they find Lalo at, man? Instagram, Twitter, wherever the case may be. Where should they uh, tap in with you guys? Uh, yeah, Instagram, at Lalo Shop for all, pretty much just like the whole uh, lifestyle uh, brand and just everything that we're doing, just like full-on updates is at Lalo Shop. Um, you can keep up with uh, some of the beer aspects at Lalo Brewery. Uh, Lalo Radio for all of our playlists that we release, uh, which will be rolling out soon. We have about 40 that have been curated, but we haven't released any yet. Uh, all special guests uh, curated, uh, which you guys are definitely yeah. getting in on this shit. Um, 100%. Uh, maybe, it's a, maybe it's a duo. Maybe it's a singles. I don't know. I don't know what you guys are going to do. Whatever but, y'all want, man. Um, yeah. 
man, a hundred percent. You guys got to do it. And uh, yeah, yeah. Lalo shop, Lalo shop for everything. A hundred percent. Lalo shop. Follow us and uh, in uh, Lalo dot beer or shop Lalo dot beer is like where you can. You can unfortunately, you can't buy our beer uh, where you guys are in the states. Um, but uh, we ship uh, worldwide all of our our clothing. So our clothing is worldwide. Um, yeah, that's it, really. Yeah. Right on. Beers and bars. Thank you, Lalo Brewery, Colin and Dan. Beers and bars. Thank you.